Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Boom sauce, everybody. Boom sauce. I hope everybody had a great week. We here at the Bradford Show are going to try to punctuate the week the most powerful and impactful way we possibly can. And I think we did this. Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly joins us, the man who helped power us through the pandemic during the hiatus. We haven't talked to him since he actually left for the 2020 season, and we know what happened. We know Joe Kelly's season, one of the most entertaining, one of the most iconic figures throughout this season, and all the way up until winning the world championship, of course, with the Los Angeles Dodgers. A lot to get through with what happened this week with the Dodgers. And this is the guy who is going to give us the insight that nobody else in the country has gotten to this point in regards to everything that transpired in that last game of the Dodgers and the Rays, everything leading up to it, what it was like. There was so much to talk to Kelly about, and there is a reason why he's in the Brad Foshaw Hall of Fame, because he delivers when it counts the most. I want to plea to everybody, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice review for us. We've been cracking them out. This will be three straight weeks of four podcasts a week. That's a lot, and I think all the guests have been outstanding. We're going to keep bringing them. I hope that you enjoy this. It was a good one, as they usually are with Joe. But this, in particular, was a very, very important podcast. Everyone have a great weekend and soak this one in. Joe Kelly. World champ, Joe Kelly. Champion of the world. Champion of the world. All right, Joe, where are you? Uh, where are, are you at home? You're at home right now? Yeah, I'm back at home in California. So what do you have to do? Like, do you have to stay at home or what, what's the deal? Oh, so I got home, went to bed, long travel day. My bags are not unpacked. I get home, I go out to go get my mail in the good old California water district of, of Rancho Cucamonga shows up at my door. They say, uh, we think you have a Leon's water for, for a little over a month. Um, and I was like, well, I haven't been here for a month. And the guy goes, I know, that's why I showed up. Congratulations, by the way. And I was like, oh, sweet, thank you. He's like, yeah, and I, I work for, obviously for the water district. You've you're, uh, been quarantining in the bubble for a month, but you've been pumping out gallons of water. So I'm like, all right. So the past couple hours, we've been looking for a leak. Um, we might have found a spot. He's going to come back in about two hours to see if we, uh, if that was a, the, the source. But it's safe to say that um, having given the, the, the lovely state of California uh, a lot of money for me not being here. Um, so that's on the agenda. You were on the agenda. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, I mailed in my ballots, which is probably too late because I've been sitting here for a month. Mailed in my ballots. Probably won't get counted. Uh, what else did I do? I got um, my audio guys coming over today to show me. He just put in speakers to show me how they work. Uh, we had a big old hurricane force winds come knock over trees. Uh, my pool equipment's probably broken and clogged. So it's a lot of catching up to do. My house is a mess. Uh, I got a vacuum. I got twins. I got, you know, Knox playing with every single toy they hadn't seen in a month. Um, no water right now, so we're washing bottles with toilet water, you know, because there's still some water in the toilet. Uh, but there's a lot to do today, but 
you know, I'm tired. I'm working on maybe 10 hours of sleep in the past two days. But when you're a champ. So, I mean, uh, the, so the water guy comes over. For, you don't have to pay for anything because you're a World Series oh. champ. Oh, no. They don't care. They wouldn't care if it was Gandhi, if it was a World Series champ. They wouldn't care if it was the 12 Disciples. Hey, California, you use the water. So, so do you have to? So, do you have to quarantine? Do you have to stay in your house? I mean, what what happens? What was? I don't understand. Obviously, like no one has won the World Series uh, under these circumstances before. It's not like you're going to the duck boats like last time, running yep. around yelling boom sauce. You know, <laughs> it's not. It's not like that. So, what what happens? Um, you pretty much come back and. We have testing still, um, and if you want to go home to wherever you're from, uh, either you have to be really rich, like Mookie, and get a private jet, or you have to drive to your house. Um, but other than that, yeah, we have to pretty much stay low-key. I don't you know the exact home? days. I think it's two weeks. How did you get home? Um, we oh, flew, you, you flew back. Got back to the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just yeah. drove home. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like I said, nothing yeah. it's nothing like when you were a world champ before. Nothing. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's 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 a weird feeling not having um to be able to celebrate, you know, from after the game was over. Um you know, it's not like you could really get together with any of the guys and 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 you know, celebrate it. You know, some guys took off after the game that live in Texas um cuz they knew about the 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 rules and the quarantining and all that um you know you can't really go drive in front of people and have a parade um yeah it was kind of awkward but at the end of the day um there's only one time where you get to have an awkward World Series celebration as the year 2020 and uh we're the ones to do it so when 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 you when that final pitch is made does it how does it feel compared to the other time you did it um it felt a lot more relaxed that's for sure um, it helps when there's not, you know, 50,000 fans there. You know, there's 11,500 or whatever they had. But it was awfully um, – it was cool to see them, but it was still not as intense because, A, it was pretty much Dodger fans the whole way through because we were there for a month. Um, and, B, you know, they're all separated. You know, it's kind of hard to get a wave going when you're, you know, eight feet away from each other and you can't really yell at them. Um, and then, you know, they're trying to kick the fans out of the game, you know, after we win, you know, as quick as possible. Um, so it's just, uh, one of those things where, you know, it's, it, it's, it's so much fun, you know, when that last pitch is made and you win, you know, that celebrate that the way we celebrate is the same exact way we would have, you know, any other year. Um, but I'd say about five minutes after that feeling's over, you know, it's a lot of logistics, people screaming at you, Hey, get a mask. Hey, go this way. Hey, you can't go there. Hey, you can't see your family. Hey. Um, you got to stand in this fight, you can't get too close. And it's like all these rules and, and regulations, um, you know, and reality sets back in and um, you kind of just wondering what you need to do at that moment. Um, but it's the same exact feeling, you know, you have every year, I'd say, right when that last out is made, you know, all celebrations go to what you do naturally. And then after that, you get, you know, told what to do. So they're bossing, um, so you, so they're bossing you around like five, ten minutes after – you know they have the they have the um, the trophy ceremony, the piece of metal ceremony. 
the piece of it's a heavy piece of metal by the way yeah, heavy did it feel heavy lots of little flags around? yeah lots of little flags on it too yeah you but, gotta be careful you gotta sanitize it after everyone touched it <laughs> no i mean i mean this is did, so after the initial so were they literally saying you guys have to get off the field you have to do this or you do that yeah they 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 they, they uh they say a ton of things, but at that in that moment, you know, it's uh, it's pretty much you don't really hear anything that's coming out of their mouth. Um, you know, at that point, the season's over, and I feel like there's only so many things that we can contribute and bark at. Um, so at that point, we just were like, all right, well, we can't be by each other, so we just all went to go get our families, um, which have been quarantining with us for a month. Uh, and, and try to get on them, get them to hang out with us and, and celebrate with us because, you know, as of any other year, families are big um, contributors. But in a year like this where every little thing was sacrificed, um, it's only right that we had to enjoy it with them and spend time with them too. What What do you make of the Justin Turner stuff? Um, I want to know who gave him the corona. If it, If it's a bubble, how do you get the corona in the bubble? You know, it it was a, I don't, I mean, it wasn't called the bubble. It was called the secure zone if, for people that don't know. Um, and we were uh, at a nice hotel, a beautiful hotel um, in Arlington or, or Las Colinas. And there's a golf course there. And I happened to have a room, a villa on the, on the 18th green, which is, which is pretty crazy because it's secure zone. But my room, I would say is no more than 20 yards from the green. And it's still open to the public. So it's a bubble, except golfers are hitting golf balls in my, next to my window and then crossing the secure zone tape line. And people are yelling at them. And the golfers are yelling back at it saying, no, I'm going to get my ball. Um, so it wasn't really as secure as one might think. Because, like I said, there was still a golf course open to the public 20 yards away from us every single day. Um, you know, we weren't allowed to play golf. Uh, according to the rules and, and the tiers, but uh, I saw a lot of golf clubs in the hotel. Um, you know, I, I know for facts that people staying at the hotel were playing golf that weren't baseball players. Um, you know, it was media, it was the the on-field talents, the umpires. You know, they still were allowed to play golf, um, but we weren't because apparently the coronavirus knows that baseball players should get it more than um pr and 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 uh hotel staff and um umpires they're it's a smart virus so so you, what you're saying is that you weren't you're saying i wonder where he got it from but you're basically saying it's not that it makes much sense of, how, right. no it's not it's a secure zone but it was the first time in my life i felt insecure it was insecure in the secure zone. You felt that the whole, you guys were talking about that the whole time? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. That's not, I mean, hotel staff say they come deliver you room service. They're supposed to leave you at the door, you know, numerous times they come into the room and deliver your food. And these hotel staff members get to go home every single day to their families and not stay at the hotel. So how is it a, a, a secure zone or a bubble? So were you surprised that it got that far? I mean, it, it basically, <laughs> you ended up 
not having a case until the very last game. Because everyone was like, yay, baseball, great job, great job of keeping everything. But it sounds like you might have been surprised it didn't happen sooner. Yeah, we got lucky, I feel like. I feel like uh, if, if we weren't as aware as players to try to stay away from getting it, and, you know, if we let our guard down, I'm sure it could have been more than just one. How did you hear about him? Um, I heard about it in the seventh inning. Uh, Walker Buehler came down. He had a chance to pitch that game. Um, he came down to the bullpen. All of our starting pitches were down there, Kershaw, Walker. You know, obviously, Julio finished. Walker, Walker Buehler came down, running down the bullpen, and, you know, let us know. He's like, hey, JT, test positive. We're like, shut up. And he's like, look at third base. Why is he not out there? And I said, I don't know, bro. Stop playing some kind of sick joke. We're trying to win a World Series. We're two innings away. But, and he's like, I swear, he tested. And then I looked out at third base, and he wasn't there. And then I just believed him because I don't feel like Walker would run down the bullpen and start lying about that. Um, so I found out about it, you know, in, I think, uh, seventh inning. So did you see, um, did you see Justin – I mean, it was chaotic on the field, but do you see him? Do you remember seeing him on the field? And if you did see him, you're like, this is strange? Or or is just everything so chaotic that you're not even thinking about that? Uh, I saw him at, at the end. You know, I was looking for him. And I was like, man, this sucks. He can't be even be a part of this. Um, you know, but like I said, it was so chaotic. Like, I didn't see him until I was going back in uh, to the clubhouse. And I, and I walked by him. And. And I walked right behind him, and I and pinched him on the ass. I grabbed this, grabbed this, grabbed a good old handful of a Justin Turner butt, yes. squeezed it. But, you know, he was turned the other way. He had his face mask on. Um, we didn't have any contact of, of, of words. So I just gave him a little little walk by and grabbed him right on the right butt cheek and then walked in the clubhouse and showered and was getting ready to go home. Everyone knows that that's the number one way of passing on COVID through. No, it doesn't live on, 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 on a – the clothes on the butt and oh. he was turned the other way so okay you, you've done your research hey. yeah if it was if it was the number one way I, I mean i've taken three tests already and i've, and I've tested negative wait so oh so you've taken three, you've taken three obviously tests. it's not yeah a couple three nose tests swabs, couple since, the, since, since the world series oh yeah it was how about this two o'clock in the morning no sleep kids we go home to the hotel and we instantly have to get in a line to get nose swab, every single person. The night you won the World Series? Yep. So me touching his butt didn't, didn't give me COVID, so that's, like, not the number one way. This thing, two years before, you were screaming boom sauce. You are running around the hallways of Dodger Stadium. I mean, how things have changed, Joe. How things yeah. have changed. Starving, 2 a.m., crying babies. Angry family members. Nothing like a good old nose swab. <laughs> um, something, just one last thing about that game. When, when Snell got taken out, you're down the bullpen? Yeah. And I remember, like, seeing, you know, the reaction after the game of, like, Mookie and Bellinger. And, you know, they're just sort of like, yeah, you know, you, we weren't broken up about it. I'm just wondering, like, as out of the bullpen, are you guys like, oh, my goodness. Or does it, is it just something that just happens and you don't talk about? What? That's Snell. all you talk about. Yeah. I stood up on the top 
of the fence and was taking my hat off to give him a tip of the cap, you know, a thank you. Because the only way we were winning that game is if that happened. So I was taking my hat off and, and, and screaming at the top of my lungs. Um, we were all ecstatic. Like every single person in that stadium knew. Kevin, Kevin Cash got a standing ovation from the whole stadium. Well, not the race fans. There wasn't really any. It was all Dodger fans. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, like, right then, it's not only they, okay, you know that you want that guy out of the game, but you know also your team. Um, it's like there is a very real thing about, hey, this happens. We're energized. We're going to come back, and we're going to win this game. Because otherwise – 100%. Was, yeah. yeah, 100%. That's what everyone thought. That was the only way we were winning. And he got taken out, and – then it turns into instant, like, oh, there's no way we're losing now. Like, they just did it for us type thing. One thing about Mookie, one of the podcasts we did before, you expertly described his speech in, the, in spring training. And, I, and people have asked me about Mookie a lot, like, you know, for the last month or whatever. And I said, you know, when I watch him, it seems like he's so much more comfortable – sort of being the guy. And I, yeah. I, it, it does – so from that moment where he, like, was that guy who gave the awkward speech or whatever to the guy that you saw in the postseason to you – know, I mean, was it, was it a much, much more comfortable on the guy type of guy? Yeah, it was, it's definitely – definitely that's one of those things that you can't just learn. You have to kind of grow into it. And luckily, we've been in the playoffs and now we have two rings together and, and it comes with experience but it's a lot easier once you go through those experiences um you know instead of like hoping for a world series you know it's a lot easier to be the guy when you could just expect it so it gives you a sense of of, of peace and you know not worrying about the outcome just because you know that you know this is what is expected to happen and we're going to do it just because we're you know we're a lot better than them and everyone knows that so go out there and and, and just do it like there's no there's no hype you don't need no hype um so you just play your own game, and that gives you a sense of, of peace and calmness. And, you know, that's kind of what we carried, you know, throughout the whole postseason. Is he a better player? Is he a better player than he was in 2018? I mean, how could you get any better? He's, 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 he's just consistently great. Um, you know, there's, no, there's nothing – there's no more than when – you're, when you're the greatest, you can't right. really get any better. It's like, consistently it's like when, I, when I lift, I can only reach full muscle capacity, right? I can't get any stronger. I can only maintain. Uh, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you and Mookie, you guys should know. That we've reached, we're just, all we're trying to do is maintain. That's all we're trying to do. Just so maintain you, greatness. That's right. Speaking of maintaining greatness, uh, did you feel like, like we talked earlier about you changing, you figuring out that you were only throwing the ball with one finger and, and all that stuff. Did you, did you feel like, like you had taken your thing to another level? Did you feel yeah, different? I felt, I felt good throwing the baseball. Um, you know, after I came back from taking some time off uh, of the injury list, I felt I felt a lot more a lot more consistent um, again with getting some of my strength back. So that was a that was one of the one of the positives. Um, you know, it, it was it was good because it was one of those things where we don't need to kind of burn anybody out. We had we had we were so deep with with arms and just so well-rounded that you literally could have thrown, you know, anybody out there out of our pen and, and they would have done, you know, a phenomenal job. So that, that was, that was one of the, 
more relaxing feelings where you know that you know hey if you're feeling sore you could let somebody know or you don't have to try to be a hero um just because we were so talented well did, did you guys ever have the conversation of why the red sox didn't want bruce dark gratterall we we never had a conversation because his english is kind of broken but um, no, there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of uh thank yous going out to the red sox for letting us have him he's pretty good yeah he is he's, yeah. A, he's a great person he's funny um, he's definitely one of my one of my favorite favorite guys in the bullpen. So, so that was uh, well. Give me like like I when you talk about him and what was it San Diego where he threw threw his hat in the air after make the catch and everything like uh, you know like I thought like good good for him for celebrating <laughs> right I mean yeah it's hilarious yeah it's 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 right there with you mouthing whatever you mouthed um, coming off the mound in game five of the world series in 2018 same yeah. same iconic moment but speaking of iconic moments by the way i'm going to send you so i was scrolling through some photos uh-huh. from our previous podcast a screenshot i took and hey, not you were why are you scrolling through photos how oh, bored are you i'm pretty bored uh I but i have one of Knox, which i'll which i'll show i tweeted it out but you're not on twitter so you won't see it send it to me um, and he's, he's sitting next to you. He, it's the one where you have the big, huge hat on and he's got his face and he's pouting. And it was the exact same. There is copyright infringement. You owe your son a hundred dollars because I mean, Joe, like you're going to see this. It's, it's no, it's no. He, I think he was, he was just like doing the, the pouting thing. And it was like, Oh my God, this was in April. You ripped off your son. I didn't do if I I didn't do it on purpose. You know, I'm a I'm a big sight guy, so maybe my subconsciously, or my uh, my sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say I ripped it from him, but maybe on accident I did. Uh, well, you owe him. It's copyright infringement. You owe him a hundred dollars at least. I mean, you I, I should. You're making, you have, and I don't even know where that mural is of you or whatever, but like, holy mackerel, like you're making millions and millions of dollars off of this image. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising, murals, coffee mugs. So. It's all copyright infringement on me. Can you take, can you, can you get inside your head? You're a psych major. Get inside yeah. your head when you make that face against Houston that day. I was fucking mad. That's what happens when I'm mad. You acting like a baby, I'm gonna do what you look like. I was pissed. Have you ever done that when in, in moments of being mad or have you ever executed that maneuver of the pouty face before? Nah, for, it's, a, it's a one and done type of thing. That's pretty good. It's a, it's, it's a spur of the moment. What is, what is hey, the, go ahead. Someone, so I, I don't think I, – I, I might have done it one more time. But someone asked me – so I, I got food on the way home through a drive-thru last night. Um, and someone asked me to make the pouty face because they recognized me. And I said, nah, man, I'm good. And uh, my window was down, and Knox is sitting in the back seat, and he goes, I'll make it for you. <laughs> I was like, Knox, sit in your car seat, bro. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was, I was about to get my hamburger. He's like, hey, can you give me a face? I was like, nah, I'm all right. And I was like, you can just take a photo of me. And he's like, I'll make it for you. 
did he did he understand like what a what a star he became? Do you no. under, do you understand on weei.com that I did a post on how his his um, motivational speeches? No, he doesn't understand it. I understand it, bro. The team, no joke. The team really understands it. Like baseball, superstitious, and so Knox was rattling off dubs, and I had guys begging me, like, "Hey, we got to go on the field. I need to see video." I mean, Corey Seager's bellies, they're like, no joke, Knox literally deserves the MVP. Like, guys bought in. And, you know, you could tell. I mean, we, we made some shirts, and we wore them on game six, and we ended up getting a dub, um, win the World Series, and, and, and guys love it. And I think uh, my wife just told me, Seager's going on Fallon tonight, and he's wearing that hoodie. They really – I mean, everyone – that's the cool thing about the bubble. We spent 28 days, 25, something like that, with everybody, front office family, our families. And all we do is see each other 24 hours a day. So everyone kind of gets to enjoy Knox. You know, he's running around. And, uh, you know, the people thoroughly enjoy Knox. And then Knox started rattling off those videos. And, you know, the guys love it. They see him after the game. Knox, dude, like, you, you, you helped us. Like, hey, we, we won because of you. Um, so I understand how big he was. And, you know, like I said, the, the team really enjoyed it. Um, you know, and they really truly believe, you know, Knox's energy, you know, carried us a long way. Um, and, you know, kids are powerful. They're so innocent and they could do little things like that to, to make grown men believe in something that, that is just, you know, obviously Knox doesn't have powers to help us win. We just are a better team and play better baseball. But he gave us an edge to thinking like, hey, if he sends a video, we're going to win. Or, hey, we made these shirts. We can't like guys were showing up where we give them shirts out before the game in those hoodies and guys like man we literally can't lose like the game's already over was that yeah, the one, shirt was the shirt the one of him um with the different sayings around him the different um so, yeah it's the ones we so, wore so, for game six so you all wore that shirt under your uniform or before no we had like people had them like in their lockers they wore them to vp but um there was like a lot of us that wore them on the bus right over like to the park um, and then after the game, celebrating together, you know, at the hotel, just hanging out, talking, bonfire stuff. Everyone's wearing their hoodies. Everyone's wearing their shot knock shirts. Um, you know, they got them. And, you know, belief is powerful. Obviously, we were talented. But like I said, when we got those shirts or in those hoodies and those long sleeves, you know, Mookie, Corey, everyone's like, man, like, it's over. Like, we're sending game six. We're not going to sell. I mean, you, he started that when you guys are down 3-1. 3-1. Yeah, first video came out. Yeah, and you lost, like, hey, you lost once. We just wanted to uh, have a, a little bit of, like, you know, we all know we need to win three games in a row, and we just wanted to have a little bit of fun, like kind of lighten the mood, so Knox made a video because everyone, everyone loved Knox before the videos were made. You know what I mean? Like, we're in the bubble together the same old time. He's crazy dancing, you know, playing baseball, playing video games, you know, talking, you know, crap with, 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 with the boys. And, you know, so I was like, you know what? My wife was like, there's a little motivation, and she sent it. And then I sent it to the group for the first game. And I was like, we just we, – we can't lose today. It doesn't matter what we do tomorrow. We got this video. And so I sent it to the group, and we have a big thread. And then we won. And then I was like, all right, well, let's do it again. And then we won. And then it turned into, like, Seager's going, hey, I, 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 I got to go on the field. Like, we got 20 minutes. I got to go do my stretching. Like, I need to see at least a video. So I'm like, baby, hurry up. You got to send a video. And it turned into, like, Knox putting the pressure on him. Knox, you got to make a video. Hurry. We, we're about to play. 
So it turned into like guys needing it to see it before they did any kind of, you know, on-field stuff. I don't want to take credit for the Dodgers World Series championship, but I will anyway. Okay. You realize the first where, where Knox fell in love with giving speeches or talking for social media, right? Brad Foshow. Brad Foshow. The, Brad Foshow. The first ever. Am I in wrong? In Florida. In Florida, right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're right. Oh, because I had to have him do it. He was only like half a year old or something. I don't know. Yeah, dude, he barely was walking. What was that, Florida, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's great. Yes, yes. So just remember that. I am to, <laughs> I, I am to take credit for you guys winning the world championship. You're welcome. I got him going. That. Yes. I you got, got You out the troops. How come you aren't on like the Kimmel show or the whatever? Or the What's going on? What's happening? I'm not on it. No, how come you aren't? Because um, I wasn't the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. You get, did you get uh, congratulations from a lot of Red Sox players, teammates? Uh, Ex-teammates, oh. yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Um, yes, it, it, I, got a, I got a lot of, a lot of congratulations, which, which is cool. Um, you know, especially uh, I feel bad. I got one from uh, Matty Barnes. Um, he's like, hey man, congrats at it. Uh, I was like, yeah, hey, you know, hope everything's well. And he's like, man, it sucks. He's like, I'm the, I'm, I'm the, everyone left me. You, Craig, here, work. Everyone left me in this bullpen. And uh, we were his only friends. So I told him, hey, Matt, you'll be all right. Make some new friends. See, if you showed that it could be done, that it does, it can't, it can be done. That's, you, you found your way in Los Angeles. And, I was talking, who was I talking to? Oh, I was talking to Daniel Bard, right? So Daniel Bard uh-huh. was on the podcast, right? And so he was talking about how when he was playing, he looks back when he was going really bad. You know his whole story, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So he was going really bad in Boston that he was taking everything to heart. And, and he looks back and he said, listen, I, I, didn't, I didn't handle this the right way. It's a roller coaster, and, and now everybody is sending him congratulations. I mean, he's a hero in Boston for coming back. And I gave you as the example. I'm like, I'm like you want an example of this? 2018 Joe <laughs> Kelly. Game one, the least popular guy in Boston, correct? The least. So the, the, if you had to do a poll of hey, – Against the Rays. I got, we got him back. I got him back. Okay. <laughs> Finally. There you go. Finally. They owned me, bro. Just in the Tropicana. Something about that part. Well, so if you had did a poll on that day, on opening day, of the 25 most popular Red Sox, you would have finished 26, right? So no, no doubt, no doubt. And two weeks later, two weeks later, you become the most popular athlete in the history of Boston sports, <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. I, I, okay. Yeah, it's arguable. So, and then later in the year, you struggle a little bit. Now everyone's down again. And then you go on your postseason run and you come off the mound and you curse and yeah, yeah, Joe, we love you, Joe. <laughs> and I mean, like, think about that year. That's the perfect example, right? It, it really is. It's, 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 that's with Boston in a nutshell. It's like, um, it's like going on, you know, Montezuma's Revenge at Six Flags. That's, that's how you explain playing in Boston. It's going to be hectic. You're going to probably throw up a little bit on, on the roller coaster ride. 
you're going to get dizzy. You're going to scream bad screams. You're going to have fun. But when it's all over, you're going to be like, man, that was amazing. That was one of the best rides, you know, you could be a part of. And that's kind of like the best way to put about playing in Boston. And people that go to Boston or sign in Boston um, for sports that don't understand that and they say, hey, what's it like? And if you tell them not just a regular roller coaster ride, like a, a, a roller coaster ride that, you know, you could only do it maybe five times in your life, you know, maybe play five seasons or whatever you want. Um, I think that's kind of like the perfect way to put it. Um, just knowing what you're going to be getting into just to take all the craziness, the highs, the lows, um, and just kind of embrace it because there's no other way around it is the best way I would kind of would say. So is playing in LA like the lazy river at Six Flags? <laughs> the lazy river. So you just lay there, get tanned. <laughs> get tanned. And then at the end of the day, you, you eat a mango on the stick and you're like, everyone's happy. Hey, it's California. It's great weather besides the fires, you know, get you a nice little uh, kettle corn, get a nice little Slurpee. Well, well, Joe, congratulations. I don't want to keep you Thanks, anymore. Thank you. Because I know thank that you. you have water bursts, water pipes to tend to. You have an angry wife. Willy Wonka's. Why did she yell about that? Because did the guy like appear on, on Instagram again or something? No, she was just basically. I want to. I want to make can't sure. get it out of our heads. It's like wanna, a song that you keep singing. Okay, it's just a term that we keep saying with with everyday everyday aspects. I want to. I of our lives really what I'm saying is that all I want to make sure is that it was nothing derogatory against me. So I'm very insecure. No, not at all. Okay, all right. I would say that to your face, brother. All right, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's awesome. All right. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.